Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lockdown Flames. I'm Jess Belmosto, and we are back with just a recap of everything that's been going on lately in the world of Stanley Cup champions, trade rumors, and because it's Friday, we have your winners and losers of the week. It's Jess Belmosto here again, and please be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. So it has been a little bit since we have chatted here on this show, but you know, by now, (laughs) unless you've been living under a rock, you are aware that the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup championship and Victor Hedman is your Conn Smythe winner. And I think it really did come down between him and Braden Point. I um, really, I appreciate the efforts that went on in the bubble from everybody. Um, You know, obviously the hotel workers and the cleaners and, you know, people behind the scenes that we don't necessarily see. You know, we only get to see the coaches and players and things like that. But there were people who were there running team social media accounts and keeping content going on days where (laughs) there might not have been much to work with. So again, thank you to everybody in the bubble for working hard. And I hope that you are all back home with your family by now and, you know, kind of resting up after a long two months away. But you know, obviously we have to talk about Tampa Bay and they've been celebrating with the cup and (laughs) I really feel like celebrating is an understatement. You know, I think everybody was kind of anticipating what a COVID championship would look like. And because hockey is the first, I feel like they were going to set the precedent. But You know, uh, when was the last time hockey did anything right on the first try? I guess the bubble, but don't quote me on that. Um, I just, I don't know what I expected, especially from a bunch of Florida men, I guess you could say, but it is a little bit disturbing how um, absent-minded, I guess you could say, the team has been with in regards to celebrating. I mean, operating um, jet skis and motor boats or whatever, allegedly under the influence, probably isn't great. Um, you know, gathering in big groups of people <laughs> without masks or people who aren't properly wearing masks. I get it. Celebrating is obviously part of a championship, but I just I don't know if um if this was it (laughs) and I guess that the NHL had supposedly talked to the lightning to kind of be like hey stop it like you gotta tone it down a little bit I don't know what the truth if there was any truth to that so it'll be interesting um you know it (laughs) it it just seems a little selfish to me to just go out and party uh, on a scale like that, especially in a state that had like that's had like seven hundred thousand COVID cases, that's that's a lot. So um, it 
it just makes me feel really bad for people who are on the front lines fighting this virus in states like Florida and Texas and uh, to have little leadership from their local government. And I'm sure many of you know that I am in the United States and it's COVID is obviously still a very big issue here and it just feels like a slap in the face. But that is enough of me rambling and complaining about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm sure that Lightning fan, uh, should, sorry, I'm sure that Flames fans could do plenty of that um, even before they won this championship. But still to come, we have cranked up the heat on the hot stove. But first, a word from our friends at Built Go. Built Go is brought to you by the same people who brought to you the fastest growing protein bar, Built Bar. And, you know, we have talked about Built Bar a lot on the show. And Built Go is a solution to breaking through your wall. And what is your wall? For me, my wall is prepping this show, uh, especially now that I'm by myself, and finding the energy to prep it and record it and edit it. But, you know, whether it be a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Easy to take. They're very easy to ingest. Uh, It's one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase. And I put mine in my purse, like especially like if I have to start my day a little earlier and I need to go to the grocery store and run a bunch of errands, I sip it in the car and it's great. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like a five-hour energy drink without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for your body. <laughs> and, you know, it's not as caffeinated as a monster energy drink. It has a third of the caffeine and has much better results. They come in three delicious flavors. My personal favorite is the peanut butter honey, and they have a coconut chocolate and or sorry, chocolate coconut and chocolate mint. And I have been loving these. And Built Bar combines energy gel with collagen protein. And collagen protein is fast absorbing. So it gets into your system fast and it's easy on the stomach. I don't know about any of you, but I am somebody who big time struggles with the stomach problems. So anything that I'm putting in there kind of needs to be gentle. And there's a lot of B12 and B6 vitamins. And I take a B12 supplement every day (laughs) uh, to help keep me focused and energy or energized throughout the day. And Built Go has done wonders for me. And you can go to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. Locked on Flames continues with Jess Belmosto. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jessica Belmosto. So earlier this week, TSN put out their latest trade bait list. And if if you remember last month, yeah, so it was last month, um, we are in October now, the um, number one on the list was was goalie Matt Murray. Well, this time it is Oliver Ekman Larson. And, um, you know, there has been a lot of talk about 
you know, him going to different teams and, you know, is he worth that cap hit? Uh, What would the return be? And things like that. But apparently he is all in on going to either Vancouver or Boston. I think that it's a risk for any team. Like I mentioned before, the return and obviously um, that nasty cap hit. If uh, Arizona is willing to retain some, then I guess you could maybe negotiate it and maybe say it's a good deal. As a Boston fan, I'm really not sold on it. Um, I am more on the Alex Petrangelo train. Apparently, Boston is also in on that, Um, according to, I believe, Elliot Friedman reported that earlier today. And (laughs) I just, um, you know, I don't know what what you have to give up for um for OEL and it just doesn't seem very uh realistic but I digress uh Brad Tree Living also reported today that he is going to be very careful about the moves there there's a lot of activity with little productivity because you know he wants to be strategic about his moves and I give him credit it's better to act with caution than on impulse like I'm sure many of us have been there when we are uh, you know texting somebody in the heat of the moment and we're replying on emotion so you know I'm sure that these general managers don't really do the same but bless their hearts Uh, also the fact that the rangers uh, bought out Henrik Lundqvist I, that's so upsetting, and he is one of the greatest goalies of all time. And it goes to show you that you don't have to win a cup in order to be a great hockey player and to go down in the history books. And it's a shame that he never won a cup with New York. That's just one of the many frustrating things about being a sports fan. And I know that a lot of people are happy to see him go for whatever that reason may be. And a lot of people have, you know, grown up watching him. I went to a Bruins game two years ago um, and Hank started and it was really cool to just kind of sit there and be like, I'm watching one of the greatest of all times play. And... It wasn't his best game, to say the least, uh, allowed six goals, but he still was a fantastic goalie and just somebody that you love to watch. It's kind of like um, going to watch a team because you know you're going to see the stars. You're going to see some like a once-in-a-lifetime player, and I wish nothing but the best for him, and I don't know what his future holds But I hope that it is bright and he takes care of himself. I'm sure that like Tom Ford or Gucci is going to need a model eventually. So I'm sure that those modeling deals, they're they're on the line. Like somebody's got (laughs) it. Somebody has to do it and it's going to be Hank. But also coming down the rumor, trade bait, what have it, uh, Jake DeBrusque and Tuka Rask are also on the top 10 
of the trade bait list. And this was kind of big for me. I think that because Jake DeBrusque is looking for supposedly $5 million and he's a very streaky player, you know, Don Sweeney is probably sitting there and, you know, making some calls or he's listening to calls because, you know, maybe Jake DeBrusque has uh, kind of completed his time in Boston and he's going to go help elevate another, you know, maybe a top line or another top six. He has the potential to be a star player and I hope that he finds it because he, (laughs) he is one of my favorites and it would be a shame to see him go, but at the same time, he has the potential to bring a team to the next level and elevate their game, and really best of luck to him. I wouldn't hate to see him in a place like Calgary, so, <laughs> you know, let's get that deal done. But also Tuka Rask. Apparently Don Sweeney has been taking and making calls regarding Rask, and I would be interested to see Calgary jump in on this. I don't know what um, the asking price for him is going to be. I'm sure that it would have to include a first-round pick. And I I know I have said before that Tuca isn't really made for the Canadian media, but, you know, he's got one year left on his contract, and maybe – It's just the year that Calgary needs until they find something that's a long-term deal, long-term plan, and kind of fixes things. But I would certainly be interested really to see what the next move Calgary makes. Like I mentioned earlier, Brad Tree Living is being very calculated with his moves and very careful. And I think that a lot of people kind of expected moves to maybe be done by now, whether it be extensions or re-signing players to, uh, I mean, that's essentially what an extension is, but, um, you know, maybe a little bit more movement in the Calgary front, but, you know, we are very close to free agency. We are very close to the draft, so we will have to see. And um, still ahead in the show, I have my winners and losers of the week. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. So having (laughs) this be a solo show for the time being, it is very different to run down lists like this because I could, you know, give you my winners and losers and shout out of the week in 30 seconds if I would. So I think I'm going to elaborate a little bit so y'all have uh, some wonderful content to listen to. But my loser of the week is NHL commissioner Gary Bettman for coming out and basically saying that Emily Kaplan's story regarding life in the bubble was fake and um, (laughs) that he's not impressed with nine anonymous sources and things like that. And that's a slap in the face to any journalist. And he called her a so-called journalist as well. I forgot to add that in my notes, but that is just a slap in the face. And I really think that it's so rude to say that to anybody, but especially somebody who works as hard as Emily and somebody who is just amazing at what she does, (laughs) and 
Uh, I would really, really hope to see an apology go out or, you know, he call her and just say, hey, I'm really sorry about that. But that probably won't happen. My winner of the week is the stars for not spreading COVID. You know, I think that we look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and we see, wow, look at all these germs. Look at all this. People are drinking from the Stanley Cup. Y'all are going to get mono and COVID. But <laughs> and then you just kind of look at the stars and they have a bunch of party animals on their team. And I cannot imagine what players like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan would do if they won the cup. Um, I just am very thankful that we are you know, one day closer to sawing Florida off of the uh, U.S. and letting it become an island. <laughs> so uh, could have some island hockey maybe. But yes, my shout out of the week goes to Sean. I have not talked to Sean recently, unfortunately, due to my just, I am very busy and I'm not sure if he listens to the show, but I do hope he's doing well. And, um, you know, we will welcome him back with open arms when the time is right. And coming up next week, we will talk about free agency, the draft, and what might be in store for the Flames. What is their next move? Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto and Sean underscore Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now, where, wherever you get your podcasts, for free. If you're like me... If it's free, it's for me. So please subscribe and you will get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each day. And don't forget to subscribe and listen to Locked on Bruins with Ian McLaren as he covers all of your trade rumors from all different angles. And I will catch you all on Monday. Have a nice weekend.